acquisition of dynamic function in human stem cell derived beat cells. An article by Leonardo Velasco Cruz, Jeffrey Millman, and others from Washington University School of Medicine, San Luis, USA. Stem Cell Report 2019. Summary Recent advances in human pluripotent stem cells, HPSC, differentiation protocols have generated insulin producing cells resembling pancreatic beta cells. While these stem cell-derived beta cells are capable of undergoing glucose-stimulated insulin secretion, GSIS, insulin secretion per cell remains low compared where islets and cells lack dynamic insulin release. Herein, we report a differentiation strategy focused on modulating transforming growth factor beta TGF beta signaling, controlling cellular cluster size, and using an enriched serum-free media to generate SC-beta cells that express beta cell markers and undergo GSIS, with first and second phase dynamic insulin secretion. Transplantation of these cells into mice greatly improves glucose tolerance. These results reveal that specific time frames for inhibiting and permitting TGF-beta signaling are required during SC-beta cell differentiation to achieve dynamic function. The capacity of these cells to undergo GSIS with dynamic insulin release makes them a promising cell source for diabetes cellular therapy. Introduction Diabetes mellitus is a global health problem affecting over 400 million people worldwide and is increasing in prevalence. Diabetes is principally caused by the death or dysfunction of insulin-producing beta cells found within the islets of Langerhans in the pancreas, resulting in improper insulin secretion and failure of patients to maintain normal glycemia, which in severe cases can cause ketoacidosis and death. Patients are often reliant on insulin injections but can still suffer from long-term complications, including retinopathy, neuropathy, nephropathy, and cardiovascular disease. An alternative treatment is replacement of the endogenous beta cells by transplantation of pancreatic islets. While this therapy has had clinical success, limited availability of cadaveric donor islets largely hampers its widespread application. Differentiation of human pluripotent stem cells, HPSCs, into stem cell-derived beta cells, SC-beta cells, is a promising alternative cell source for diabetes cell replacement therapy, as well as other applications, such as modeling disease and studying pancreatic development. Through modulation of pathways identified from embryonic development, studies with HPSCs have detailed protocols for generating cells that resemble early endoderm and pancreatic progenitors, the latter of which can be transplanted into rodents and spontaneously differentiated into beta cell after several months. We and others published similar approaches for generating SC beta cells in vitro that in part used the compound ALK5 inhibitor type 2, ALK5I, to inhibit transforming growth factor beta TGF beta signaling during the last stages of differentiation. These approaches produced SC beta cells capable of undergoing glucose stimulated insulin secretion, GSIS. 
in static incubations, expressing beta cell makers and controlling blood sugar in diabetic mice after several weeks. However, even with this significant breakthrough, these cells had inferior function compared with human islets, including lower insulin secretion, a little to no first and second phase insulin release in response to a high glucose challenge, demonstrating that these SC beta cells were less mature than beta cells from islets. Several follow-up studies have been performed introducing additional differentiation factors or optimizing the process for have failed to bring SC beta cell function equivalent to human islets. Here we report a six-stage differentiation strategy that generates almost pure populations of endocrine cells containing beta-like cells that secrete high levels of insulin and express beta cell makers. This is achieved by modulating ALK5I exposure to inhibit and permit TGF-beta signaling during key stages in combination with cellular cluster resizing and enriched serum-free media. ESFM culture. These cells are glucose responsive, exhibiting first and second phase insulin release and respond to multiple secretagogues. Transplanted cells greatly improve glucose tolerance in mice. We identify that inhibiting TGF beta signaling during stage 6 greatly reduces the function of these differentiated cells, while treatment with ALK5I during stage 5 is necessary for a robust beta-like cell phenotype. Results Differentiation to glucose-responsive SC beta cells in vitro We set out to develop an improved differentiation protocol starting from the approach we described in Publicia and others using the HUE S8 cell line we included Y27632 during stage 3 to 4 and Activin A during stage 4, as we reported previously, to help maintain cluster integrity and shortened stage 3 from 2 days to only 1 day to enhance progenitors. We also developed an ESFM for stage 6 to replace the serum containing media used previously to have a serum-free protocol. During our protocol pilot studies, we observed that both resizing clusters and removal of ALK5I and T3 increased insulin secretion while maintaining the C-peptide plus population. Combining these modifications resulted in our six-stage differentiation protocol outlined in the figure. Stage 6 cells are grown as clusters in suspension culture that averaged 172 plus minus 34 micrometer in diameter, less than half the diameter of the clusters before resizing, which was 364 plus minus 55 micrometer. Stage 6 clusters stained red for the zinc chelating dye dethyzone, which stains beta cells. Immunostaining of sectioned clusters revealed more cells to be C peptide plus a protein also produced by the INS gene in addition to PDX1+, and NKX6-1+, beta cell makers. A subset of cells stained positive for GCG or were polyhormonal staining positive for both C-peptide and GCG. These polyhormonal cells 
are known to not to resemble adult beta cells and are not functional. We tested function of stage 6 cells generated with our differentiation protocol using both static and dynamic GSIS assays and found that not only do cells secrete insulin but also increase insulin release when moved from low to higher glucose. With static GSIS, while there was some viability, stage 6 cells increased insulin secretion on average by a factor of 3.0 plus minus 0.1 when moved from 2 to 20 millimolar glucose. This is an improvement compared with cells generated with the protocol described in Paliuka and others, referred to here as the Paliuka protocol, but less than human eyelids on average. Stage 6 cells from this study did not increase insulin secretion in response to 5.6 millimolar glucose, but did increase secretion in response to higher concentrations, indicating that the cells are only stimulated at higher glucose threshold. In terms of insulin secretion per stale, stage 6 cells secreted on average 5.3 plus minus 0.5 micro IU per thousand cells at 20 millimolar glucose. 9.2 plus minus 1.1 times more than cells generated with the Paliuka protocol and 2.3 plus minus 0.3 times less than human eyelids on average. It is important to know that our insulin values with the Paliuka protocol are within range of the 2014 report but were lower on average. The differentiated HUES8 reported to secrete 0.2 2.6 micro IU per thousand cells and increase secretion by 0.4 to 4.1 to higher glucose. With dynamic GSIS, stage 6 cells displayed a rapid first phase insulin release within 3 to 5 minutes of high glucose exposure, increasing insulin secretion by a factor of 7.6 to 159 micro IU per microgram DNA higher than stage 6 cells generated from the Paliuka protocol, but lower than human eyelids. Second phase insulin secretion was observed with continued high glucose exposure with cells maintaining 2.1 higher insulin secretion than the initial low glucose, a higher increase than with the Paliuka protocol, but lower than human eyelids. When the cells were returned to low glucose, insulin secretion from stage 6 cells returned to reduce rate, elevating insulin secretion and displaying first and second phase insulin release to higher glucose challenge are key features of beta cell behavior. Overall, stage 6 cells generated with this differentiation strategy produced cells with clear first and second phase insulin secretion which was not demonstrated by Paliuk and others and Rezania and others and not seen with stage 6 cells produced with the Paliuk protocol. However, when compared with the human islets containing beta cells, these stage 6 cells still have low insulin secretion per cell at high glucose, lower glucose stimulation on average and slightly lower first phase insulin release. To further characterize stage 6 cells generated with our differentiation protocol, we immunostained cells with a panel of pancreatic islets markers. The vast majority of cells expressed CHGA 
a pan-endocrine marker, and more cells express C-peptide. These fractions are higher than in stage 6 cells generated with the PALUCA protocol and reported in PALUCA and others. Many C-peptides plus cells from both protocols expressed other markers found in beta cells and expression of the other pancreatic hormones was observed. The majority of C-peptide plus cells expressed NKX6 to 1 and were monohormonal, which we presume to be a C-beta cell population as done previously. The fraction of C-peptide plus cells not expressing another hormone was increased compared with stage 6 cells generated with the PALUCA protocol and reported in PALUCA and others, while the fraction of these cells expressing another hormone was comparable. This data show that stage 6 cells generated with our differentiation strategy are predominantly pancreatic endocrine with the majority expressing C-peptide. We measured expression of several genes compared with stage 6 cells generated with the PALUCA protocol and human islets. Many islets and beta cell genes were increased compared with the PALUCA protocol, including INS, CHGA, NKX22, PDX1, NKX61, MAFP, GCK, and GLUT1. Interestingly, LDHA and SLC16A1, these allowed beta cell genes had reduced expression in our stage 6 cells compared with both the PALUCA protocol and human islets, and the PALUCA protocol. Our stage 6 islets had increased expression of CHGA, NKX61, MAFP, GCK, and GLUT1 compared with the human islets. However, INS, GCG, SST, and particularly MIFA and UCN3 had reduced expression compared with stage 6 cells. However, several recent reports have provided evidence that question the utility of MIFA and UCN3 in evaluating human CS beta cell maturation. MIFA expression is low in juvenile human beta cells. MFB is expressed in human but not mouse beta cells. UCN3 expression is much higher in mouse than human beta cells and is also expressed by human alpha cells. These data show that our stage 6 cells have improved gene expression for many markers compared with the PALUCA protocol and wide expression of several beta cell markers are equal to all great human islets, or the markers remain low. Transplantation of SC beta cells into glucose intolerant mice. To evaluate the functional potential of stage 6 cells in vitro, we first transplanted cells under the retinal capsule of non diabetic mice and evaluated the ability of the graft to respond to a glucose challenge. We observed that even after extended time, post translational 6 months, the grafts responded to a glucose injection by increasing human insulin by a factor of 1.9 plus minus 0.5. Excision and immunostaining of the transplanted kidneys revealed C-peptide plus cells that tended to be clustered together in addition to other pancreatic endocrine and exocrine markers. To more rigorously evaluate stage 6 cells in vivo, we transplanted a separate mouse cohort that had been chemically induced to be diabetic 
with streptozoocin, STZ, and evaluated function at early and late time points. After only 10 days post-transplantation, STZ-treated mice receiving stage 6 cells had greatly improved glucose tolerance compared with STZ-treated sham mice and had similar glucose clearance as the non-STZ-treated mice. Measurements of human insulin 16 days after transplantation revealed high insulin concentrations they increased by a factor of 2.3 with glucose injections to 16.6. Micro-IU ML. These values are greater than what was reported in Paluca and others under similar conditions, which had an insulin increase of 1.4 and concentration of 3.8 micro-IU per ML. Observing our cohort 10 weeks after transplantation revealed similar results as the 10 to 16 day data, with transplanted mice having greatly improved glucose tolerance and glucose-responsive insulin secretion. Mice not receiving STZ had similar glucose tolerance as mice receiving a therapeutic dose of human islets. Mice that did not receive stage 6 cells had undetectable human insulin, and mice that received STZ had drastically reduced mousey peptide compared with non-STZ-treated mice. Grafts from these STZ-treated mice contained cells that expressed baked cell markers in addition to the other endocrine and exocrine markers. Overall, these data demonstrate that stage 6 cells generated with our protocol are functional both at early and late time points in vivo, greatly improving glucose tolerance to equal that of non-STZ-treated mice. Characterization of SC beta cell dynamic function. Since the differentiation protocol produces cells that are capable of dynamic insulin secretion, we studied this phenotype in more detail. We performed dynamic GSCIS on cells as they progressed through stage 6. We observed that a robust dynamic function was transient with cells at 5 days secreting lower amounts of insulin and exhibiting weak first and second phase response with later time points, secreting higher amounts of insulin with a clear first and second phase response. During this time, the fraction of C-peptide cells decreased slightly. By 35 days, insulin secretion at low glucose had risen such that first and second phases were difficult to clearly identify. These data show that the SC beta cells require 9 days in stage 6 to acquire dynamic function. This function persists for weeks, but after extended in vitro glucose culture responsiveness is lost. Similarly, cadaveric human islets are known to have a limited functional lifetime in vitro, but the cause of this is not clear. This data further suggests an optimal time frame for these cells to be used in transplantation and drug screening studies. To further characterize dynamic insulin secretion, we performed perfusion experiments to say whether SC beta cells could respond to sequential challenges with several known secretogos. After an initial high glucose challenge, SC beta cells were able to respond to a second high glucose only challenge albeit less strongly than the first challenge. And extending the first glucose challenge to one hour in a separate experiment did not reduce insulin secretion. 
addition of other secret cogs during the second challenge further increased insulin secretion. Membrane depolarized potassium chloride and L-arginine had their largest increases. Tolbutamide blocks potassium channel. 3-isobutyl-1-methyl-xanthine-IBMX raises cytotoxic CMP and extending 4 agonist of GLP-1 receptor also increased insulin secretion of a high glucosylone. Not only was insulin secretion increased, but it rose faster than with high glucosylone. However, we noted that the response of stage 6 cells to potassium chloride challenge was stronger than in human islets, an observation made by others comparing beta-like cells to human islets, possibly indicative of continued immature or juvenile beta cell phenotype. Taken together, this data showed that SC beta cells can respond to several secretagogues that have diverse modes of action and have potential application in drug screening. Role of TGF-beta signaling in SC-beta cell differentiation and maturation After having evaluated SC-beta cells generated with our protocol, we investigated the protocol changes that were made to gain insights into SC-beta cell differentiation and maturation. We found that while inclusion of ALK5I during stage 6 resulted in relatively weak but statistically significant GSIS in a static assay similar to data from the Paliuka protocol, omission of ALK5I drastically increased insulin secretion and glucose stimulation. Insulin content also increased with removal of ALK5I during stage 6 but the pro-insulin insulin ratio remains similar, suggesting that the increased insulin content is not due to hormone processing. Furthermore, the fraction of cells expressing pancreatic endocrine markers, including C-peptides, remains similar between DMSO and ALK5I-treated cells. Gene expression was similar overall with and without ALK5I treatment, with cluster resizing typically having a large effect. Cells treated with ALK5I during stage 6 also had dramatically reduced insulin secretion with a dynamic GSIS assay, displaying weak to no first and second phase response, similar to cells generated with the Paliuka protocol. This data show that ALK5I treatment during stage 6 inhibits functional maturation of SC's beta cells. Now the studies with ALK5I during stage 6 suggested that permitting TGF-beta signaling was necessary for robust functional maturation of SC-beta cells. An inhibition of TGF-beta R1 is the canonical function of ALK5I. To test this hypothesis, we first used Western blot analysis to validate that TGF-beta signaling was occurring in our stage 6 cells by a SMET phosphorylation. ALK5I treatment diminished phosphorylated SMAT, confirming that DGF-beta signaling was indeed occurring and inhibited by ALK5I. SMAT phosphorylation was observed in stage 6 clusters, regardless of whether they were resized. Consistent with observations, the ALK5I treatment reduced GSIS regardless of resizing. 
Next, we generated two lentiviruses carrying short herpin RNA, SHRNA, designed to knock down TGFBR1. These viruses were capable of reducing TGFBR1 transcript compared with controlled virus targeting GFP in stage 6 cells. Introduced SMET phosphorylation, albeit to much less extent than ALK5I treatment. Similar to ALK5I treatment, stage 6 cells transduced with SHRNA against TGFBR1 had reduced insulin secretion and reduced positive glucose responsiveness in the static GSIS assay and blunted glucose response in the dynamic GSIS assay. This data show that permitting TGF beta signaling during stage 6 is important for SC beta cell functional maturation, which is inhibited by treatment with ALK5I. Finally, we studied the role of ALK5I during stage 5 of differentiation to evaluate its effects on differentiation towards pancreatic endocrine cells, as it had been used previously for endocrine induction. These experiments were performed as outlined in the figure in the presence of absence of ALK5I. We observed the diffraction of cells differentiated with endocrine cells CHGA was unchanged, but the fraction of cells differentiated to a C-peptide phenotype was decreased by omitting ALK5I. Similarly, the fraction of cells co-expressing C-peptide and NKX61, an important transcription factor for specifying beta cells, was decreased by omitting ALK5I. INS and GCG gene expression decreased with ALK5I omission, but surprisingly, SST expression was slightly increased. Expression of NKX61 and PDX1 were reduced without ALK51, while expression of several pancreatic endocrine markers were either unchanged or was only slightly changed. To further test the importance of ALK5I during stage 5, cells treated with or without ALK5I during stage 5 were further cultured for 7 days in stage 6 without ALK5I no cluster resizing, and insulin secretion was substantially higher in cells treated with ALK5I during stage 5. Taken together, these data show that ALK5I treatment during stage 5 positively influences specification of beta cell-like cell fades, not necessary to specify endocrine cells, and is necessary for higher insulin secretion in resulting SC beta cells. In addition, these observations illustrate the importance of stage-specific treatment of TGF-beta signaling inhibitor ALK5I to both generate and functionally mature SC-beta cells. Discussion Here we demonstrate that enhanced functional maturation of SC-beta cells is achieved with our six-stage differentiation strategy. These cells secrete a large amount of insulin and are glucose-responsive, displaying both first and second phase insulin release. This differentiation procedure generates almost pure endocrine cell populations, without selection or sorting, 
and more cells expressing C-peptides and other cell beta markers. Upon transplantation into STZ-treated mice, glucose tolerance is rapidly restored and function persists for months. These SC-beta cells respond to multiple secretar groups in a perifusion assay. We found modulating TGF-beta signaling to be crucial for success, with inhibition during stage 5, increasing SC-beta cell differentiation, but inhibition during stage 6 reducing function and insulin content. Permitting TGF-beta signaling during stage 6 was necessary for robust dynamic function. Even though the protocols reported previously by us and others both generated beta-like cells with much greater function and better mark expression than prior reports. Robust first and second phase insulin release in response to glucose stimulation was not observed. Both protocols inhibited TGF-beta signaling during the final stage of differentiation, and many subsequent reports also include inhibitors of TGF-beta signaling without demonstrating proper dynamic function. However, a major observation of the current study is that correct modulation of TGF-beta signaling during key cell transition and maturation steps is critical for successful differentiation to functional SC-beta cells, with permitting TGF-beta signaling being required for improved functional maturation during stage 6. SC-beta cells in this report were able to control glucose in STZ-treated mice rapidly within 10 days. Prior reports with in vitro differentiated beta-like cells without demonstrated robust dynamic function have successfully controlled blood sugar with a glucose tolerance test or demonstrated glucose-responsive serum human insulin C-peptides in mice after several weeks or months but our SC-beta cells had higher measured human insulin levels compared with Paluca and others, with equal cell numbers transplanted. Vegas and others did demonstrate reduced blood glucose within a week, but did not test glucose tolerance or measure human insulin until much later. Currently, a key limitation in diabetes cell replacement therapy is the need for sustainable source of functional beta cells and improving the quality of SC beta cells to be transplanted helps overcome this challenge. Transplantation of immature pancreatic progenitor cells are an alternative cell therapy that has shown promise in rodents where some cells undergo in vivo maturation to beta-like cells after several months. However, the mechanism is unknown and how successful the process would be in humans is not clear, especially since the efficiency between rats and mice is very different. Our process for making SC-beta cells is scalable, with the cells grown and differentiated as clusters in suspension culture. The use of clusters in suspension culture allows flexibility for many applications, such as large animal transplantation studies or therapy, or studying patient cells in disease pathology. Our strategy enhances the utility of in vitro differentiated SC beta cells for drug screening due to their improved kinetics. Proper dynamic insulin release is an important feature of beta cell metabolism that is commonly lost in diabetes. We have established a renewable source of SC beta cells with dynamic insulin release 
that can be used for better study the mechanism of beta cell failure in diabetes and demonstrated their response to several cicatagogues. The culmination of numerous modifications to the protocol produced SC beta cells exhibiting dynamic glucose response. In addition to modulating TGF beta signaling, other notable changes included the removal of serum, reducing cluster size, and the lack of several additional factors used in other reports during this last stage. We hope that these insights provide the basis for further innovations for differentiating SC beta cells and improving function, especially as a recent report indicates there may be multiple pathways to beta cells. While we demonstrate reproducibility of the protocol across multiple cell lines, mark expression and function were greatest in the HUES8 cell line. As this protocol was initially developed for this line, we suspect additional optimization to be beneficial when applying this protocol to additional lines. Even with these functional improvements over previously published SC beta cells, islets average higher insulin secretion and glucose stimulation, particularly second phase release. These differences are more pronounced when comparing the best human islets in this dataset which secreted 21 micro IU per thousand cells and had stimulated insulin increase of 11 to the best range 6 stage cells which secreted 9 micro IU per thousand cells and had a stimulated increase of 5 in static assays. Our stage 6 cells had reduced average insulin secretion at low glucose in static assays but elevated the insulin secretion at low glucose in perifusion assays compared with islets on average, perhaps due to paracrine differences. Comparison with islets were complicated due to donor-to-donor -donor variation, which has been observed previously. We do note that islets in our study were typically more functional than other studies, which we believe is important to rigorously benchmark SC beta cells. In addition, some islets gene remain underexpressed in our cells. Furthermore, while the data were generated with the Paliuka protocol were within the range of data presented in the 2014 report, we acknowledge that the static GSIS values were lower on average, likely due in part to technical differences in how the say were performed. Another potential contributor is batch-to-batch -batch variability as stated in 2014 report, which could be caused by the use of different lots of serum during stage 6 and was eliminated in our protocol. Even with these difficulties and insights, we acknowledge that even further maturation of SC beta cells is possible, building on this report and the original 2014 breakthroughs. This study provides insights into the role of TGF beta signaling in functional maturation. Prior reports are unclear on this topic, with some showing TGF-beta inhibition to benefit and other to harm secretion. Inhibition has been shown to promote replication, protect against stress-induced loss of phenotype and reduce apoptosis in a GLIS3 knockout model. Interestingly, we also observed that removal of ALK 5i during stage 5 does not affect the overall percentages of cells expressing CHGA but influences the expression of INS 
GCG and SST, suggesting a rule in TGF beta signaling in endocrine subtype specification. It is important to note that we did not identify the downstream factors of TGF beta signaling responsible for the reported phenotypes, and further study is warranted. Thank you for listening to this article. Follow me on Twitter, by breathing, and on all podcast platforms.